Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our hosts, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes, as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment, and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hit Parade Podcast, uh, coming to you recorded for our sixth show. We've done it, guys. We're, we're a real thing now. We're on two uh, hands this time. I know. It's insane. But um, welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Joe Kay, alongside my co-host, uh, Pat Mancuso and Tom Hughes. Uh, gentlemen, how was your week? Take it. It's it was okay. good. It was good. I, I had a great week watching basketball all weekend. It was uh, the best, right? Took Friday off. Shout out to Tom for being a great boss and letting me have Friday off. Letting you, you can just request it. You have the time. Well, he approved it. So yeah. he he it's a it's an approve he approved for did, me to did get you off. Improve my time off when I just took it. Let me let me be, let me <laughs> let me be a cool boss. Why yeah. you gotta take that from me? It was short notice. He's like, take it off, have a great weekend, and I got to watch a ton of basketball, and it was probably the, the best. Tom, what'd you do? Uh I mean, I worked on Thursday and Friday for full days, so that was different from you guys. Uh, but I watched a lot of basketball. I went to see Shazam over the weekend, which we'll talk about later. And uh, I did not take into uh, any St. Patty's Day festivities for the first time in a long time, which was a little weird. Well, it's because you're 40 now, so it's kind of a wrap for you. And actually, I should take that back. Usually, I'm in Chicago, so I'm usually at the show. Well, that's know, true. Out at going out last year and stuff like that. Uh, this is the first time I have not been to that show in four or five years, other than the one year that COVID happened. Why did you get your? Why did you weasel your way out of that one? Because uh, I went to Dallas the week before. I'm going to Del Mar this week and then staying out west all week and going to mm. L.A. I am jealous. Of and that. Vegas, dude. And Vegas, yeah. It's, it's a, <gasps> Tom's little West Coast trip here. It's going to be it's, absolutely bananas. Tour. How about you, Joe? What did you do this weekend? Um, I got really drunk on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday <laughs> <laughs> watching basketball. Nice. Uh, wearing green, going out, partying. It was an absolute blast. Um, a little chilly, but nothing too bad. Uh, it's just one of our traditions I have. Like I think I kind of mentioned on the last show with my friends, like we get together and that's what we do still, even though most of them grew up and got married and had kids, not me. Uh, and, but we still get together for this and it was just, just kind of one of those perfect days. Everything was great. So Love it. no complaints there, but uh, Tom, you mentioned the shows. Uh, we're going to touch on it anyway, so let's just get into it. We got a lot of shows coming up. Like, holy crap. So March is always the craziest month for shows. Uh, so we've already had Dallas, um, that same weekend, there was Nashville, there was Philly. So right then and there is a month worth of shows in one mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, this past weekend was Chicago, which is always a really good big show. Mm-hmm. And then next weekend, we have Del Mar. There's also a whatnot virtual card show happening that weekend, which will be interesting and kind of new. So I'm kind of curious. Are you doing that? We are not, but I'm kind of curious to see what happens there. Um, we have a couple people that we obviously provide stuff for yep. uh, that will be breaking hit parade for those. So. Uh, curious to see how that happens and all that that's going on there. Uh, and then the last week of the month is uh, the Mint Collective, which I'll be at. Uh, Joey will be too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also have Chantilly, which we'll be at. I'll be at that one. We'll be at Del Mar too, right? I'll be at and Del, Del Mar, Mar as well. Yep. We're um, going to be everywhere. There's also C2E2, which is uh, you know not the sports show, but another big show on the kind of entertainment comic side of things. Uh, and also there's a, another show in... Um, New Jersey, which is another big signing show that has a lot of autographs. So it is a crazy, crazy week, crazy, crazy month. Uh, lots of fun. Uh, it's just the go time for the hobby, right? Yeah, yeah it's, you know. The it's, lead up into the draft, right? Mm-hmm. Lead up into the draft for the football. NFL, yeah. Lead up in the draft. You have, you know, lead up the baseball season. You have the the kind of the stretch run for basketball as we get ready for basketball playoffs. Mm-hmm. Stretch run for hockey is ready for hockey playoffs. 
So you just have every sport has stuff going on. So it's always really, really busy, a really great time to be in the hobby. Um, I don't know if it's a good idea or a bad idea, but they have basically given me the green light to uh, do a, a Tom does the West coast uh, on our Instagram. Wow. So there will be lots of stories of me who's, kind of who's Instagram. The hip parade. The hip parade. Okay. The hip parade. Okay. The hip parade. I, was, I, was, I, was, I was just giving. I was just gonna give not, them the not the podcast one. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll post a couple things on there. Yeah, but yeah. I have been given the green light to post my day to day, hour to hour activities. Uh, from I'll be interested to see waking those up, waking up in the morning. Yeah, waking up in the morning and having to get ready to go to the airport at four o'clock in the morning to landing in San Diego to running the car to hopefully going yeah, to the beach. That's great content. Watch me run a car. <laughs> I mean, can't wait. I mean, Emerald Club. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, it, the first time you went to Emerald Club and got a car, it was kind of sweet, wasn't it? It was only sweet because I didn't know how it worked. So when I walked up and went to go show the guy outside of all of the cars, are my like registration or whatever, my confirmation number, he just looked at me and goes, yeah, I don't care about that. Just pick whatever car you want. I was, yeah. there, I was there with you. And I'm like, are you sure? Do you not want to look at this? Because theoretically, he's just saying, pick whatever car you want. And it just could have been any random person and just took one and drove away. Like. Mm-hmm. They didn't know shit about shit. They um, didn't care. It, so, yeah, so exactly. <laughs> People might want to see that. Like, hey, wait, you mean you just go and pick whatever one you want? You yeah. do. Well, then they stop you and make you pay $600 for whatever you pick. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. but pick whichever one you want so we can charge you an arm and a leg. That's funny because that was the last time that you were on the West Coast. You did that. We came like a week later and did the same thing. And we picked the same exact car except yours was white and mine was black. That yeah, was we, that, that did happen. Great that test. Funny. So, yeah, uh, if anybody's listening for car shows, if you want to see Tom, he will be in San Diego, in San Diego, he'll be in Los Angeles, he'll be in Las Vegas. Patrick will be with him for the beginning part. I'll mm-hmm. be with him for the second part. So it'll be a we'll be there. You can come say hi if you and, listen to this. And I'll be stuck with the can of cards in LA for a couple days. So Shout and in to Vegas Kyle. too, where he's going to do his best to uh keep up with us. He doesn't Kyle, if, if you're listening to this, here's some advice. Just don't. Just play your role. Patrick, Patrick, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, I tried. He's Why? the king. He'll I be tried. fine, right? Yeah, that is true. But I, I love going to the West Coast. Uh before having this job, I never went out west. So, other, so as soon as you had three kids, you decided to start going across the country. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's really the <laughs> that's go-to. A, that's the steps it takes. It goes kid one, kid two, kid three. What's the west coast look like? Actually, <laughs> actually, in my defense, it was after the twins that I went to my first west. coast That's trip. true. All right. So You're before right. kid two three, ones was a big one. But you deserve that. One. Always a great time. Um, last time I was out there, uh, I got to go on the Shane Show. It was my first like real podcast. Right. Um, for so those, right. For those, are, what is the Shane show for those? So Shane uh, was on Survivor. He is in the hobby now. Does a Shane lot of breaks. Powers, right? Yep. Shane Powers. He uh, does crackpot breaks. Um, really cool guy. Really fun guy. So they do some breaks with us. Um, so got to go on his podcast. Always go out to see Mitch at the bullpen. Go get to see yeah. uh, Robin Ryan at, at uh, Burbank. Uh, Daps out there in LA. So there's a lot of people we go see. Um, always cool to get out there and. It's still kind of cold here, so looking forward to being in some warm weather. Me too. All right, so let's get into other stuff. Um, We got our first listener email that asked us a question. Let's go. Uh, Shout out to to Zach Compton out in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yes. Um, He came and asked us a question, and Tom doesn't know what the question is. Patrick goes, it's not even that serious, but it was funny because Tom had like the FOMO. I don't know what it is, and you guys are prepared for it. You'll be fine. So the question is, if we went out and started training today, how long would it take you to get a base hit in Major League Baseball, score a touchdown as a running back in the NFL, score a basket in the NBA, and score a goal in the NHL. Not, I think we're just going to go like, 
how long it would take you to train to do each thing, not do all of those because that'd be damn near impossible unless you're Kurt Henning. 100%. <laughs> well, he's perfect. That's right. That's right. And then the other, the back question is at least, or which of you does each of those first? Like if we were in a competition to do that, if we started training today. So baseball, I know it would take me a long ass time because I was the decoy four hitter. I was not a great hitter. Okay. I was the pitcher. So they put me at the four spot and actually put our actual four hitter behind me. So they would walk me to actually get to our four hitter. It was a perfect plan. Perfect plan. Shots of my high school coaches. That's terrible and, scouting, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no well, one could yeah, No, it was high school baseball in Genesee region in Batavia. No one's scouting it's anybody. Middle of nowhere, okay, if you're playing in Florida or Texas, they're scouting you in high school. Of course, because you have a better chance of making it to the major league. It was, I'm, a, I'm a young 5'10", could, could barely hit the ball. No one scouted me. Anyways, it would take me an incredible amount of time to get a hit. Get a hit in major league baseball. Tom, if gotta, you started training be right the now, toughest. how long would it take you to get a hit in major league baseball? Oh, I'd get, I'd get a hit next year. You're such an asshole. No way. Yeah. No yeah. Oh, absolutely. Way. Listen, I'm not saying There's I'm hitting no a, way. I'm not hitting a home run. No, I am, I'm, I'm not asking you to. I, I am I am hitting the ball. I'm putting the ball, bat on the ball, and getting a, a base hit, a bloop single. Somewhere. You're not fast enough to get there right now. You're out of shape. That's why right, one year. You gotta prep. <laughs> you, <laughs> 2024 spring training. Get me out there. I'm getting a hit. So you yeah. I'm, one year, 2024. I'm I was gonna, gonna I would never be able to hit a baseball. That's, well, that and was my I, thing. And I'm telling you right now that if we're doing this. I am not going to be able to hit a baseball because I will get flagged for all the PEDs I'm taking. Because that's what I'm doing. I am shooting myself up with steroids. Joe would make it to the, the only way. That's the only way that I'll potentially get the muscle twitch to be able to hit a hit a ball. It's so hard. It's got to be one of. It, it's got to go. It's the hardest either. thing doing sports. Yeah, absolutely. That and hockey. The scoring the goal thing for me. All I'll say is that when it comes down to which one of us hits a baseball first, I'll say it's Tom because he's the only one that has confidence. I'll back that up and say it's Tom because I know I couldn't hit one if you gave me 10 years. Okay, then here's the next one. Get a touchdown in the NFL as a running back. That would take less time for me. See, I think that's an easy one. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's not say it's easy. Yeah. You get the one-yard push. Yeah, that's I'm saying. Well, that's where we're at. Yeah. We're very, it's very much get at the goal line, <laughs> one yard, get in there. Absolutely. That's small, the one. Absolutely. Very small group. That's the one. So, it comes down to which one of us could do it first, and I think it's me. Because, A, I'm the hardest to tackle, and, B, since we'd be working out and stuff, I would have the strongest legs. I'd be the hardest to bring down. That's just it. I'll give it to you. That's the oh. only thing I think I could do first. So I will. I'll give you. Uh, you'll be the second best one behind me. No, you're terrible. You would never <laughs> get there. I hope somebody pops you. In the so I would tell you oh. after I scored that one Sorry, touchdown. <laughs> after I after I scored that one touchdown, I would tell you that I'd probably never be able to play again because I'd have like 18 broken balls. Absolutely, but absolutely. Just writing down the time that I might have sworn in. It's like, <laughs> um, all right, score a basket in the NBA. I could barely do this in grade school. So I'm, again, I'm out. Because, again, I really you, like this question that's like, hey, fat, out of shape, old dude. Like, how good can you do? Less than a season. You, Yeah, I think you'd do the first. Do it first. I, I'd probably get it in the first half of the season. Because I would just spot up in the corner, and there would be a, some point where there would be nobody guarding me. Yeah, because we don't right, need to bother this Rightfully guy. so, exactly. Rightfully so, leave him in the corner, and then I'd just start firing him. Hoping for the best. Oh, no, I'm making one. Spray and pray? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I hope it's at MSG, too, and I just get to shove it in the Knicks' face. Well, the Knicks would probably need you to start. It's fine. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> so I, I still kind of play in a basketball league, which is obviously not very good, but I play. Um, are we talking like a field goal or like a point? Because I feel like I could. No, not free kind of, throws. no we're not going to free throws. Because I guarantee you. I'll I, give you a layup and open a, a, well, yeah, a but I gotta breakaway get, layup. I got to get past people to get a breakaway layup, which isn't happening. It's like I feel like I could go in there, dribble the ball, draw a foul, and make a foul shot. Well, sure, but that's not, not what we're Not counting here. that. Um, 
bullshit. Yeah, because you could just go in, like, technically down a point with 10 seconds to go, and they have to follow you, and you just go in and make a free throw. Cause I, don't, I, don't throw think, I don't think I score. As, much, as good as I, – I think I'm a decent basketball player for my in, in-shapeness my, uh, sure. and, and my size. At, when I'm five foot ten, I'm not jumping over anybody. I'm not uh, running by anybody. I mean, I guess it could yeah, get just kind of sit there and someone pass you and just get a spot up, spot up shot. Kevin Hurd, uh, but I do that, and then uh, a six foot three guy who jumps out of the gym just comes out of nowhere and swats me every time. You ever heard of? Uh, a, I can ever, see. Ever, fake ever, it, bro. ever heard of a pump fake? Yeah, they don't even have to jump because they know that you're just shooting. You're the yeah. only there to shoot. So yeah, by the time you pump fake and then take your one dribble to get around him, there's another guy blocking yeah. you. I know that's because that's the only way that I like envisioned it being able to happen is that I would have to fake. Like get the ball immediately, fake so somebody jumps by, just like step back and just kind of like hope for the best. But to the but look to at that form, it's going nowhere. To your baseball point, it may not be the first year; it could be the second year. How long it until it yeah. takes you? Yeah, to I, get that I would. First I'm only getting older and less eye coordination. <laughs> I'll, I'll say baseball. one year, just because. But I, I think that's the hardest one by far. Oh, no everything way. would take me millennia at this point. No way. And then the last one is score a goal in the NHL. Never. Yeah, because right. Because so I, I can't. I can't stop on skates. So. I would basically have to be like basketball, just planted by the net, just waiting, or just wait. Yeah, waiting for a pass so I can slap. Yeah, that's pretty much. I'm not it, getting right? the puck off the ice. I don't think. Is that so? Is this the easiest one to do, or is the touchdown from the one yard line? So I, I think because you're counting on ten other people to do their jobs. Right? right, right. Yeah, it really depends because once again, in hockey, you could be the guy you go to the front of that, you sit there, and someone banks one off you, 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 you swipe one in. Well, garbage goal, garbage goal. That happens all the time. You know, maybe you get put out there when there's the empty. Can you nine. skate? I can skate. So you can ice people. So like, I can't skate. That's the only thing against me. Like, I can play roller hockey. I can do anything else, but I've never ice skated. Mm-hmm. So like, I would have to learn that part. But once I learn that part, I think I could definitely do it. I mean, it's like I said, go to the front of the net, and eventually you're just gonna. I mean, barrel one in there. Yeah. I, once again, I think I could score, but I think it would take me a little bit. Um, right. I think just for me, this is probably the the best fit for my current capabilities or my Agreed. past capabilities. I think that's the best thing that I would have too. I think I have the most chat better. Nah, maybe the, maybe the touchdown. Cause it's again, a lot of other people just doing their jobs, right? If everybody's got to get to the if line, they block and properly, and there's a hole. You just got to be like, da, da, da. And then so, hope that nobody closes that hole very fast. So <laughs> like, of Fred Wagner going to the hockey thing. If you had 10 shootout attempts on a goalie. Yeah. So it's just you, professional one, goalie, but the professional zero. goalie. Are you scoring any? Zero. Absolutely not. Any? I can't get the puck off. If the I ice. can, when I learn how to skate properly, yeah, I can yeah. yeah if you get, I can get once, because if, I can do all the rest of it. I just need to get yeah. to that part. If you gave me enough time to train, like a year and a half to train and figure out how to get the puck off the ice, no, still, it's not going to be some. Still it's not going to be some sick deke move. If anything, I'm going to just head fake like I'm going to do one of those and then just shoot it right away when they're not expecting it. Right, oh, that's I'm, the way I'm expecting head deking. That's that's always been my game for hockey. Yeah, go do the. You're going to try and do the. Forsberg. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> more of the heavy Gilmore. Thirty-six. <laughs> oh, we're going to the button's going to be live today. We yeah, are we're gonna, a little, little too comfortable today. I guess I, I don't. Know I like it. I, I like this, Joe. Speaking of arguing, I like this speaking Joe. of swearing, okay, I, I, go on. How much did you swear this weekend watching March Madness? Watching oh. your your brackets get busted. Mine aren't doing too bad because. I still have Alabama versus Texas. I bet on that a bunch. I'm good. That's good. UConn's in my final four. The only one I lost on was Purdue, but we talked about it. They were the worst one seed. So yeah. I'm not that surprised. I'm surprised they lost to Fairleigh Dickinson. That's awesome. But uh, but Purdue not being there doesn't surprise me that much. I think the biggest one for me was probably Arizona losing to Princeton. That hurt me in a few that, times, yeah. that one really. 
Because of Purdue, like you said, everybody kind of knew it was overrated. Uh, to me, I saw a lot of brackets that had Arizona going very deep, at least to the league. I had eight. one or two where they're winning it all. So yeah, I'm going to miss on those. So, I mean, the, the biggest one for me was probably the Princeton, Arizona. But yeah, Although I will say, I love it didn't hurt me that much because I definitely had Utah State winning a bunch as I hyped them up very That's quickly right, and did. was immediately yeah. shot down <clears> by everybody. So, my bad, guys. Maybe you shouldn't be listening to this. Honestly, yeah. we don't know. We don't know anything. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, obviously Purdue, Purdue once again, the last three years they've lost to a 16 seed, a 15 seed, and a 13 seed. Okay. Um, so obviously they are a team that plays very well in the regular season, and then when it comes to the up up pace style, I think they play a very old style basketball, and I think they get uh, kind of exposed sometimes in the tournament. Um, their coach, Painter, actually lost two other times to double-digit season in the tournament to a 12 seed. Uh, in Little Rock in 2016, and VCU as an 11 seed in 2011. So you got them, but they're not even the worst ones. Because I mean, I'll you you give me Purdue, and I'll hand you Virginia. Mm. Who? All right, I get it. They won a national championship, but before that, lost to a 16 seed in tw- in 2018. All right, won the national championship, lost to a 13 seed, didn't even make the tournament, lost to a 13 seed. At some point, these teams that are just like you said, an older style, they don't. They're not running gun as much, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe it's time they need to realize we got to switch it up a little mm-hmm. bit because it's just not working. So which so I, my question is, was Purdue the biggest upset, or do you think Virginia, or do you have somebody else? So Virginia counts as the biggest upset because they had the game one. Like Purdue just lost, right? Right. I mean, fairly digging. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. The game was won for Virginia, and then that I forget who his name Furman. was. Uh, I mean, I don't remember. Who he just, that, that is incorrect. What Virginia got blown out. What do you mean? No, Virginia lost to Furman. Oh, yeah. But I'm, talk, but I'm talking about like all-time upset. Oh, all-time upset. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about just the first day yeah. of the tournament. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's got to be. You're right. Yeah, top 100%. two. Because there's only, what, one other I bet time. you have stats on this, Tom. I actually yeah, do come, have stats. Here we go. Let's go, Tommy so, Statter. Um, so, obviously, um, we just saw the Purdue lost to a 16. Second time it's ever happened. Um, happened to Virginia. We spoke to earlier. Uh, they lost by 20, 74 to 54. Mm, yeah. Um, the big the thing best. for that was DeAndre Hunter, who was their best player, NBA player, got hurt in the uh, ACC championship game, mm-hmm. I believe. So it was their first game without their best player. They couldn't make the adjustments, and they got blown out. Yeah, but do it. Um, but I have a couple other ones that are not first-round upsets that are pretty big that I, I think need to be talked about. Oh, bring them up. And from, from this past weekend? Nope. Or just in, in general? In the history of the, okay. the tournament. Let's do Here it. comes some Duke. Let's go through So it. Duke, 1991, Final Man. Four. Um, <laughs> they beat in the they beat uh, UNLV. UNLV was 34-0 and at the time. Oh, and, had, and had not lost in a year and a half. Um, Larry top, Johnson's birthday. Larry, is that actually an upset if you get to the Final Four? So... It is when the same two, two teams played in the national championship the year before, and Duke got blown out by the biggest margin of, of defeat in any national championship, one hundred and three to seventy three. Uh, I like to hear. I was just so to say that. yeah. So <laughs> the year before, the two teams played um, most of the same players on both those teams. It, you know, not a lot of turnover back back then, especially with people playing four years. So they lost one hundred and three to seventy three. Everyone had picked them basically to lose here, and they won seventy nine. 77 and upset a team that had three NBA players, um, Stacy Ogman, Greg Anthony, and Larry Johnson. That was such a good team. It was a great team. Such a good team. Um, I have another one in the 1983 <clears throat> national championship game. And I think 
to me, this is the most iconic one because I, I seen this um, highlight probably a thousand times in my life. Um, and that is NC State versus Houston. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Um, and basically, that was Clyde Drexler and Akeem Olajuwon for Houston. That has an absolute good. great team. So um, Such a great And basically, upside. tie ball game. They shoot a three with four seconds left. It was a deep three, too. Deep three, deep three. prayer. He <laughs> shoots it about three feet short, and out of nowhere, catch, dunk, alley-oop, dunk, win. Jimmy V um, yeah. running around the like, like an insane, like insane. insane. clothes were on fire. Like that to me, like that. That's probably the most iconic. Wasn't one. that really low scoring? Uh, that one was fifty four to fifty two. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Some then halves have more than that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the over under for a first halves are sixty six, pretty much. <laughs> right. And the last one will be uh, nineteen eighty five Villanova, um, the lowest seed ever to win a tournament as an eight seed. Yeah, uh, beat Patrick Ewing and Georgetown. Yeah, sixty six sixty four. Those are some pretty great upsets. I'm not gonna lie. I remember every single one of those that you're talking about. Dude. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I, I wasn't, wasn't alive, alive, but there's seen them, right? Yeah, absolutely, hundred yeah, percent. They had a thirty for thirty about Jimmy yep. V. That and was one of the best ones out there. So to me, I, you know, I, I want to go with one of these other ones. I want to go NC State's the biggest upset. Well, I, I would agree with but you. But I on keep that. coming back to Virginia lost by twenty. Yeah, that's fine. They were favored <laughs> by twenty and lost by twenty to a sixteen seed. Like yeah, all these other games, fine. Duke won by two, NC State by two, Villanova by two. Purdue game was close right to the end, and Virginia got ran out of the gym. Get, get, get just good. Back blown out. Ran out the of this gym. <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> Kids say it these days. I love it. I guess so. Yeah, all those kids. Um, all right. So one of the questions we actually got off of you going on Instagram and asking for questions was like, what are your new what's your new final four now? Uh, you guys got to do a little more work than I do because, you know, you kind of sucked at your guesses. So, yeah. Patrick, why don't you start off because with what your My stats aren't work? that great. So, I mean, the, being the stat guy doesn't help me in any way <laughs> at all whatsoever. My new final four, Bama, Xavier, Gonzaga, and K-State. And K-State is my favorite. To win? To win. You hear that, everybody? Bet on Michigan State. Bet on Michigan State. That is correct. <laughs> no, I love their the guards are are great. Noel's an amazing basketball player. I have some stats on him. Go for it, man. That's what you're here for. Pat stats. Uh So uh, he had 27 points, 23 in the second half, Uh, 44 points, 23 assists in the first two games. Uh, Guard play right now is really showing that if you have good guards, then you're going to do well throughout the game, um, in my opinion. And and that's in my opinion. Um, So I'm a big believer of that, but uh, a Tennessee team without a point guard who is now in the Sweet 16 will tell you otherwise. There are exceptions (laughs) to the rule. There are exceptions to the rule. However, I do think that that team um, had some transfers this year that have really helped them out. Keontae Johnson, who played for Miami. uh, One of the players had a DeMar Hamlin situation and died, almost died. I had had a heart attack on the court just like DeMar had on the field, and they had to cart him off to the hospital, came back, transferred to K-State, and now is just balling right now. And I, I love the underdog story. I'm a big underdog guy, so to me, <laughs> wow. that story just pulled the heartstrings, and K-State is an emotional pick for me. <laughs> well, we do call you the underdog of the podcast, That's so that a, makes a lot of sense. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, Tom, who's your final four now that you're looking at? So I think Alabama is is an easy one. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, that bracket – it's kind of came out nicely for them to make it out of there. Um, the the worst bracket that I thought was um, the West. The West, no, it was the East. 
uh, with FAU, Tennessee, Kansas State, and Michigan State. I don't love any of those teams. Um, I think, I guess my gut tells me don't bet against Tom Izzo and go Man. Michigan State. But once again, I don't really love any of those teams, which is why I think Alabama's in the finals because I think that is weak. The mm-hmm. other side of the bracket, I think you have some really, really tough matchups. Um, Houston, Miami, Xavier, Texas, and they're great matchups. Um, I'm going to go with Houston, um, even though I picked Xavier in my original one. They look like they're a little bit healthier than they were beforehand, okay. and they're going to be a really tough out. And then in this, the what's the last one? The, the West, which is Murderer's Row. Uh, even with Kansas out, UConn, Gonzaga, UCLA, and Arkansas are absolutely playing great right now. Mm-hmm. Well, Arkansas, I mean, they're, they're what? They were an eight seed, but didn't they? Weren't they really good in the beginning of the season? And then they had like an injury or two, and that kind of like they fell off near the mm-hmm. end. They were they were very under um, seeded. I thought. I yeah. thought they should have been a, a six. Um, maybe a seven. So that's that's a really tough one. Um, my gut's telling me UConn because I really like UConn. Uh, but Drew Timmy and the Zags would be a really nice story for him to end his college career. His 15-year college career? Yeah, he's, he's like been Van there. Wilder out here, dude, <laughs> playing basketball. He's, he's only 22. He still has a year of eligibility left. He Does could he, come back, is which is ridiculous. Is he going to be good enough for that? No, he'll be a G League probably overseas guy. See, I, yeah. I disagree. I think he is a role player on a on a team. I don't think he is yeah. a NBA starter, but I think he's a guy that come off the bench, um, score you know eight to ten points. I think I made the comparison earlier in the the week to one of New York Knicks beloved sons, David Lee, um, as yeah, a guy that I'm recalling that that he you know he, he plays the game the right way. He's smart. He can he can rebound. He plays defense pretty well. Um, I think he could be a guy that that sticks around the league for twelve. He was just years. in the Knicks game the other night. Oh, really? David Lee. Uh, actually, well, well, when you talked about that, I went home and on the next game, I was scrolling through my Twitter and I saw a picture of David Lee. I was like, God, oh, should show Tom. That's good. <laughs> He's the man right it's here because it's yeah. listening. But it's no. between him and Pat Connaughton, like a mixture of those yeah. two players. Like he could be good, but he could also not be good. Yeah. Isn't that everybody? That is everybody. But I could be good, but I could also <laughs> not be good. Yeah. He would score in an NBA Dynamite game before pad. me. Really bringing in the list. Yeah, thanks, man. You know, uh, underdog story here. Um, as for my final four, I'm sorry. Did you? Did yeah. I cut you off on your point? No, you're good. Cool. So I already have three of mine still up from last time. Alabama, Texas, and UConn are all still there. Wow. Um, I still have Alabama beating Texas. Sorry, some of us are just good at this. Yeah, so. uh, where I'm not good is the, yeah, is you, the you, East, where nobody was good. So I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't feel bad about it because everybody. Well, Everybody's yeah, let's, let me pick my best bracket and say how I did well in this. I can come this out here. My best bracket. I can come out here how I did fourteen out of sixteen on one sweet sixteen. I didn't pick I my did. best bracket. This is my podcast bracket. It even says podcast. I circled it. <laughs> he, but, just, uh, he just wrote that down. Yeah, I know <laughs> that isn't even close to true. Um, he did just circle it. But let's see here. So, like you said earlier, I mean, I don't really love Tennessee. I don't really like. I w- the best story, of course, would be Florida Atlantic. But eventually, I mean, they should have yeah. just lost to Fairleigh Dickinson, if you ask me. So. I feel like they kind of escaped that. I feel like Tennessee will beat them. So it comes down to Kansas State, Michigan State. And when it comes down to I always go with coaching. So I'm going to go with, with like Tom said about Izzo and stuff. I always count Michigan State out and they always shove it right back in my face. So that's kind of what's happening here. So I've never done that as an ordinary So fan. like my Purdue, because I had Purdue before, like I think, you know, 98% of the country. Um, so I'll stick with Michigan State as, as that. But another question we got was, who do you want to lose next? Like, who are you just like, I want them out of here. Yeah. I just, I don't know about that. Tom, who do you not like? I mean, I, I'll, I'll go Tennessee because. They beat Duke. They beat Duke. But also, like, <laughs> I just, I they're not a fun team to watch. It was like watching football out there. They're just a very physical team. Not a lot of fun, in my opinion. Um, 
I'd much rather watch some of these other teams flying around, shooting threes everywhere. Um, team like Xavier, which pushes the pace, it's just a lot more fun to watch to a Tennessee team. Yeah, but even Xavier is a team. They should have lost to Kennesaw State. They're down by a lot. Yeah, the they were, and they came back at the end and barely got by. I, yeah, that's how they like to do it. You know, set it up. Then I don't you think bet, that's how they like to do it. Then, actually. You, can, yeah. <laughs> then you can bet them while they're down. Like, hey, now I got. Did you eyes. do that? Yeah, I yeah. I love that. So that's not so, Patrick. Who do you want to lose next? Mine is Michigan State. I'm a Notre Dame fan, so Michigan State is my answer every time. Uh, I hate them with a passion, and they're also going against uh, Kansas State, so I hope they lose. Next. Yeah, I know, right? So that, that's mine. Just based off that, I agree with you because, right. like, I don't like Michigan State at all. But oh, because I, I just so said, "Hey, go to the Final Four. Like, I kind of can't. Just yeah, you say gotta. That. So to be different, I would want Miami to lose. I just never really liked the Hurricanes. I mean, everybody in the, like their fans, there was like the U, this and that. They, they haven't been relevant in college sports, it feels like, in forever. And it's like they're always there, but they don't Since really that do that one much. guy got the death penalty, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Which one? The, the, the guy who, before all the NIL deals, it was like 2010. Uh, I forget his name, but he got like a, a the, the death penalty from the NCAA. I don't remember any of this. You don't so remember help. that? No, I would love to help you right oh, now. I mean, I could look it up for you guys real quick. That does sound like something you should talk about, but oh, it's yeah. not that big of a deal. All right. Either way, so yeah, because now they, yeah, but either way, Miami's, so, go on. I have a question about that. So people always talk about conferences. Okay. Do you have any, because you say Miami, you're an ACC guy because you like North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Is there anything like, hey, at least I want my conference to win? Or are you like, <sighs> screw everyone in my conference, no. burn it all down. I don't want anyone else in my conference to win. It varies by sport um, because for this, like, I don't want them to win. I'm not picking them because of the ACC thing. I just don't like them too much. But, like, I know what you're talking about because there's times – I remember growing up with the Bills and my dad would always be like, all right, well, if the Bills lose, at least we want the AFC to win the Super Bowl and stuff yeah. like that. So I, I know what you're talking about with that. But for college basketball, for this specifically, no, it's not. Like, I don't want I don't want Duke to win. I don't want Miami to win. I want Syracuse. I want any of them teams to win. By the way. By the way, it was the booster with Nevin Shapiro back in 2011. Received it. Miami uh, and their boosters received the death penalty for basically doing NIL deals before NIL deals were a thing. What do you mean the death penalty? So they weren't allowed to basically recruit anybody. So like they're cut off from everything. Yeah. So trust me, I had questions too when it first came out. I was like, "Excuse me, (laughs) what was that? Nevin Shapiro is getting the death penalty? Perhaps we pick (laughs) for providing college kids money. I think that's happened for a long time now. Really need to pick another way to call another thing to call death penalty is not the way to go. That's not the one. I love. How did you guys do gambling? By the way, I know that I think Joe said that he was going to bet on every underdog. Did you? Did you I, I did jump on that train as well. I did well? a lot of that as well. Well, you didn't do everything, Tom. So I did not bet. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I did not bet Purdue to lose, and it should have been. And the way I was actually Hold looking on, at explain it, the bets first. We were betting all the underdogs blindly. No, I bet. No. So I saw. I saw t- what happened was I saw a TikTok where a guy bet a hundred bucks on every underdog in last year's tournament. Yeah, he went nineteen and forty six, but yeah. because of St. Peter's and all that, he ended up winning. He ended up being like plus forty five hundred bucks. Yeah. So I was like, cool. I'll. I'm, I was like, I want to do that too. But I don't have a hundred bucks to do per game. So I was only doing five bucks a game, whatever, not right. a big deal. So whereas like if you bet a hundred bucks, you were gonna win like 220 on Fairly Dickinson, maybe only one hundred and twenty. That's just the way it's gonna work out. So I just said we're gonna do everyone. It doesn't matter if I think they're gonna get blown out, whatever. Just just money line, no points, and you just bet whoever the underdog is. And I'm up money for sure. Okay. Um, but Tom, Tom's not because Tom doesn't like betting. He's like, I'm not betting any 16 seeds over one. That is, a, to quote him specifically, I'm not doing that. That is a waste of, of money. money. Right. Tell me yes. about the waste of money, Tom. So, <laughs> in my defense, 
I, I, I am up money. I actually <laughs> did did well enough in all my betting to come he hedged, back. He hedged him. He no, hedged him. I didn't. I, I let him fool you. He hedged him. But I did not bet the 16, and that was the one I was going to bet because I didn't believe in Purdue, and I went back and forth, and I did not do it, so shame on me. Um, but I did bet a bunch of other ones that did very well. Um, so overall, it was a very good betting weekend for me, mm-hmm. but could have been better. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. What about you? I went back and forth. I, would, I was winning some, losing some. I'd I'd win like three games. Or I'd win like three bets in a row, and then I'd put all of my winnings on one game. And then oh, how Sam of you? Yeah, but you know, I was just trying to the games I really didn't care about. I was just like, oh, I'll just put twenty five dollars on or like fifty dollars on. Should have just done that on every single underdog. You'd be on money. I know. I, I next year I will. Next year seems I like did move, not right? catch on that hop on that train early enough. It's pretty loud about it. You just didn't want to hear it. I guess not. I love that. But that's it. Yeah. Other than that, I didn't really. I mean, I didn't really do much else gambling because when you're betting on every single game as it is, like you just kind of roll with it. Yeah, yeah, I did a lot of in-game betting, which I, that's kind of helped me um, stay betting, afloat. Betting. Yeah, because for me, I'm always a guy that, especially early in a game, if uh, the lowest lower seed or the team that's not expected to win gets up early, and then all of a sudden you can get the team that should win at better odds. Happened to me last year. I love jumping on that because yeah. you know that hey, this team came out hot and they're up twelve two. Well. It's only three minutes of the game, and the better yeah. team's going to come back and win most most times. So I like doing that a lot. That's fair. I had a big win on that last year with Gonzaga. They were down, I think, at halftime by like two points, and their money line went from like minus 100 to plus 300. I was like – Just down two points? There was like halftime. They weren't playing that good. I was like, there's no way they're not coming back. And oh. they just – it may have been more points, but either way, they came back within a minute of the second half starting. I love it. Well, moving on to other sports, um, because now stuff's, stuff's rocking and rolling here. And it's NFL free agency has happened. People are going all over the place. Money's being whipped around, as it always is. Right now, I guess the real question is, because there's, there's still some decent players out there that haven't signed yet, and everybody's just kind of waiting for them to. But what I'll ask you guys right now is, who do you think won free agency so far? Who do you think has improved the most? I mean... Just based off of pure trans amount of transactions, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears. I know I'm pulling this up because, but just because they have so many transactions, go I mean, for Terrain it. Edmonds, they they traded all those picks, or they traded for uh, for those picks and DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've just been their front office has absolutely been busy mm-hmm. just rebuilding this and building around Justin Fields. I think they're doing a pretty good job going um, offensive and defensively. I'm excited to see where they go. Going to give the Chicago Bears fans actually something to root for this year, which I feel like they haven't had anything to root for in the past five to ten years. Right. So I said sexy Rexy. Yeah. So I I, th- I think they're doing great. They're they're giving their fans to me the most to to root for to, to look forward to, and I feel like that's a win. That is a win. Um, Tom, who's your who's your winner? I hate your. I hate. Your <laughs> yeah. Pick. Yes. Well, go on. You go right ahead, yes. pal. The NFL owners are winning free agency right now. Okay. Mm. Sounds like a corporate Why is that, answer. Tom? Because if you look at the contracts and you look at what all these players are getting, there have been very few of any players that have gotten more or what people expected for contracts. Oh, that's fair. Um, you know, Jordan Poyer for the Bills. Everyone's talking about, hey, he might get $7 million a year. He might get $11 million a year. And he basically signed uh, a two-year, $12 million deal. Last year, uh, Christian Kirk got – uh, $18 million. Up to and, 21. What are you talking about? And then, yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, look at this year, you know, none of the receivers really got more than $11 million. So it seems to me that, um, and maybe it's just more teams are cap crunched, but there has been a lot more fiscal spending this year um, 
than years past, and no one's really gone out and just said, "I'm I'm back loading the the Brinks truck to you. Take what you want." Right. Um, and that that leads me to my uh, my loser. I'm just going to jump right on that, which is Lamar Jackson, because I think he's me the one who gets squeezed the most by this. Well, he's already going to be squeezed the most because of how the Ravens put him on the whatever whatever the non exclusive franchise tag, the it. naughty list. The other much. one, <laughs> I'm going to call it the naughty list. The other list. one where he can only make like 15 million less or something. Um, my winner is the Detroit Lions. So a lot of <laughs> NFC North love here, apparently. Again, but look, the Lions were pretty awesome last year. I think they were kind of like. The, like everybody was kind of rooting for him right for a time, um, but they went yeah. out and they basically revamped their secondary. They signed C.J. Gardner Johnson to play safety. They have two new corners in uh, it's Emmanuel Mosley and uh, oh, what was the other one? Cameron Sutton from Pittsburgh. Uh, they signed David Montgomery to be their best running back at this point. I mean, they just made the right moves all around, and they still have picks. <laughs> I just feel like, and they still have money too. Like I said. I jokingly was like, hey, long shot for Lamar Jackson, but now it's like maybe it's less of a long shot. I would, um, I would agree with that. And basically for both of them, let's not forget that Aaron Rodgers has pretty much played his last down with the, the Packers, which makes that division much more wide open. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's the other thing. You're right. And on top of it, the Vikings haven't done too much, right? Like I don't really – can't remember any like big moves that they've been doing. So yeah. they've been talking about like trading Delvin Cook and stuff, but, you know – it's really hard to find a buyer for that. Do you think Lamar would be a good fit for the Packers now that Aaron is is leaving? Do you think that because because there's nobody there, so you could basically just build whoa, a team. Whoa, whoa, Jordan Love. <laughs> I think they like him though, and they're they want to see what they got with Jordan Love. I kind of think the Packers are just going to say, you know what, we're probably just going to have to redo everything. I mean, they got pretty old and. Once they get rid of Aaron, which they haven't done yet, right? right. Like, <laughs> I was like, unless I missed it. Not official. It just feels like it. It just hasn't happened. I've seen so many pictures of him in a Jets jersey now. It just seems like it's already happened. I know. It, that, exactly. That's how I feel, too. So I think they are gonna. They might be in the mood to just blow it up and be bad for another couple of years. But first, this year, they're going to see if Jordan Love is anything. And if he is, then they'll decide where to go. So why not just see if they already have the guy in-house? But if they don't, it's kind of a wrap there. But then I forgot else what I was going to say. So you can take whatever you want. <laughs> I completely no. just blanked out. On no, that's it. <laughs> um, that was it. Let's move on to, well, the World Baseball Classic is happening. And what well, do we by, have? by the time this airs, it will have had happened. Correct. Oh, really? And they'll okay. know Championship game is tonight. Oh, really? Yeah, but it's wow. Japan versus USA. It awesome. is Mer- uh, Merrill Kelly versus, hold on, please, hold, please. Uh, actually, I did see your you Darvish was scheduled and they switched it out. And yep, he's not it is now. for Shota Iminaga. Oh, okay. So that's uh, I I don't know. He's a 26 year old pitcher. Um, I guess he's got some. He's like Shohei, where he bats and pitches. Ah, yes. Good. So they have a pretty. I mean, Japan is a loaded team. I don't think they've lost. Yeah, they they're very very. They're good team. unbelievable. Very deep team, but I'm very excited. The World Baseball Classic has shown that baseball can be fun when it's been kind of awesome. Put on the correct way. Yeah, you know, if you look at all these games. Most of the games have been close. If you look at the the six uh, playoff games, if you want to call them that, going up to this, four of the six were basically decided in the last couple of bats, mm-hmm. one run or two run games. Um, all of them have a lot of runs scored. Uh, I think like four three is the lowest scoring game. Um, so it's just it's fun. Uh, you see these players how much they care about their their country and and representing their country. Um, you see them jumping up and down after every hit. Um, sometimes a little bit too much. Sorry, Edwin Diaz. Uh, uh, the Martin Grammatica. Yeah. 
Um, it's terrible. But it's it, it, it's been really fun baseball, and you're going to get to see a star-studded USA team versus a bunch of players that you've never heard of before, and you're going to think, oh, well, the U.S. is going to you know stroll through this game. No. Um, but Japan is such a big baseball country. Mm-hmm. They have yep. so many good players, as we've seen come over like Shohei. Um, and I just think that this game is going to be down to the wire right at the end. Um, and to me, that's scary, as scary as a USA, you know, fan because you're going to get to late games and they're going to be able to throw in Otani possibly for an inning or two late. Uh, and they have such weapons because yeah, of that. Darvish and Dice yeah. K. And- so it, it could be it could be a really great game. Hopefully, uh, when you're hearing this, we're hearing about a USA has won it. Uh, but of course, hopefully, a great game. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny. Like my favorite part that's come out of the World Baseball Classic for as little as I've <clears throat> really paid attention to it is how many people are ragging on the Angels because they're like, "Hey, look what happens when you put a team around Mike Trout or <laughs> or Otani," and all of a sudden, and they have both, and they're still just kind of like terrible. So what are they doing? Yeah, they how- separate them, and they're both in the championship, right? Amazing. How how awesome would it be to see? Otani versus Trout in a ninth inning with a like a one run tie ball game or something. I think that's the like if baseball is scripted, that's what we're going to get. So if that happens, we know baseball scripted. Check. <laughs> I mean, this is this is Tuesday before the game happened. <laughs> that's so just the way it had, like we're that's how it, we're going down this rabbit hole. That Jeez. is how it has to end. I'm oh sorry. Did anybody see Arizona? Arizona uh, oh. just robbing people. He, so he ro- he robs the ball, robs a home run. They make a pitching change in the middle of the pitching change. He's signing autographs to the people behind him. <laughs> yep. They make the pitching change. He's back at it. He's just <laughs> unbelievable. Just I feel like the players love the. Didn't the he rob that, two of them, or did I read that wrong? I don't, um, I don't know. I know he robbed one of them, For and sure. when he robbed it, he looked dead into the camera. The camera got the best view of him. Just like I'm in the zone. Look like there's it. nobody. Damn it! You write down some more times there. Yeah. For real. <laughs> It is so, a bad so the transition to that for the, the, the World <laughs> Baseball Classic. Uh, can anybody guess? Uh, oh, you, you're definitely not going to guess. But uh, <laughs> I don't even know. I just got some stats, I guess, for the World Baseball, Cla- World Baseball Classic. Vladimir, I can't read it, damn it. Vladimir Valentin has the highest uh, batting average, the best batting performance in uh, World Baseball Classic history. Um, he had a 615 batting average, 677. Well, you don't get we a chance never to guess. guess this. You would never. I'll give you a chance to guess the second place. Very uh, uh, a legend in MLB. You probably already saw it. I did. I already saw it. Gun. Um, <laughs> goes Vladimir Ballantine, and then Ken Griffey Jr., then Robinson Cano. Uh, oh, Robinson Cano, too. Which was a really strange one. He had a 469 batting average. But uh, the reason I bring this up is Trey Turner is having a, a legendary World Baseball Classic. Oh, tell me about it, Patrick. I mean, he had two, I think he has multiple uh, home run, multiple, multiple home run games. Damn. Yeah. Two, two home, two multiple home run games. Um, With the biggest hit of the USA's uh, 100% performance. And is like his numbers aren't even topping like some of the best. Like uh, Arizona's OPS this year is 1.566, which is just. Unbelievable. Well, the crazy thing <laughs> Unbelievable. is, it's just ridiculous. It's Turner's batting ninth for USA. Batting ninth. <laughs> batting ninth, hitting multiple home runs in games, tearing it up, putting the USA on their back, just putting, bringing them to the championship. I mean, it's not all him, but Trey Turner, best slider in baseball, <laughs> best hitter on the USA team. <laughs> 
Mar- mark it down here. I love it. So that brings up the last thing on our little sports stories list here is that Fanatics has been announced as the NHL's New Jersey uh, provider, right? That is correct. They did. So I know Adidas is just trying to get out of jersey making altogether. And it's just funny because all of the memes came out because it's like NBA, NFL, um, what's the other, MLB, we're all going to Nike. And then NHL's like, we're going to go to Fanatics. <laughs> just making the left turn. Uh, so, Tom, give me your thoughts on Fanatics and them. Just, there's just another step on their world takeover, right? <laughs> so this uh, this doesn't move the needle at all for me. Oh, um, that's fun. Because I feel like over the last 12 years, 17 different people have made hockey jerseys. I feel like every couple of years, it's like the NHL says, hey, let's change who does the hockey jerseys. Okay. And it's gone back and forth. CCM um, did it. Coho did it. Reebok so, did it. So I just, I, to me, it's just, it's another time the NHL is like, hey, how can we get revenue? Oh, if we have new jerseys, people are going to buy new jerseys by the new people that make them. Um, so to me, this is not even a blip on the radar. It's just uh, the NHL doing NHL things. Does that does that mean they're not going to be doing like the reverse retros and stuff again? Because that was was that all Adidas's idea, or does that mean like they might come up with their own stuff, or are those just gone now? I'd imagine that's by the league. Yeah, right. It'd have to be owned by the league of the yeah. teams, I'd assume. So that's pretty interesting. But yeah, you're right. So what you're saying is that it'll be Nike in like three years. That that'd be my guess. It'll be it'll be somebody else. It'll be New three Balance to five years. in six years. Puma. Just, yeah. Puma coming out with jerseys. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> Russell comes back. Yeah. Makes their debut. I love Back it. in hockey. Well, yeah. that was, that went a lot faster than I thought it was going to go. And that's fine. Cause we're getting, we got about 15 minutes left. Um, the only other topic we had was a Homer news thing that we need to talk about. Canisius college hockey playing on March madness. That's just one of you guys putting stuff up there. That we that was me. I, was, I, I want to put some Homer news up there. So it's a big deal playing the number we, one seed. We're so Homery as it is already. And we're not supposed to have talked about the bills once. Because there's nothing to talk about. Well, exactly. So we got to put in some homework. And that's news. not true. We talked about Jordan Poyer signing with the Bills and went over the details of his contract. Yeah. So I hear it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I have a filibuster. I have some friends that are excited about that. To me, it's whatever. Why are they really? excited about it? Because people that went to Canisius. Oh, I guess that's no. If you went to the college, of course you're excited yeah, that's about, about it. But yeah, I don't think the I don't think the general public gives a crap. About I don't the think the general public knows that Canisius is. I didn't even know. What? And I live in town here. I didn't know that they were the I actually didn't for. know that they made it. I thought it was a pretty big deal. That's why I put it up there. It was, Canisius seems more of a smaller town college well, for they that. Are. Well, right. they're a basketball they're school that plays Minnesota. hockey. Right. That but plays baseball. Nobody cares about that baseball. That plays lacrosse. <laughs> they right. used to play yeah. football. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. I so, put... Tom, you want to talk about movies? This is your time, bud. You got your you got your thing here. So tell me all about it. It's the it. movie, man. Yeah, right. It's the movies and entertainment. What's on who? So I went to see Shazam this weekend. Shazam 2. Um, Fury of Gods. Fury of the Gods. It's the only thing I know about it is <laughs> the name. I know there's like multiple Shazamses. Shazam's. But I have no idea what that means. So why don't you tell me about it, bud? <laughs> so uh, not to really get into the movie itself. No, I want to spoil it for anybody. Um, it was a fun movie. But people are getting, to me, too serious about superhero movies. What do you mean by that? They're superhero movies. They're fun movies that, you know, kids like. Kids like me. Um, But that's what it's about. It's about going to the movie theater, having fun, and just enjoying things that can't happen in real life. And now you have these people, and I I think it's partly because Avengers and that has done, they've done such a good job with the Marvel movies. Of course. That people are like, oh, well, it's all got to fit together in this perfect seamless thing, and it's got to be this really cool in-depth story that teaches us life lessons and all this 
all these other things where they should just be, you know, you get, get to unplug from the world for an hour and a half, two hours mm-hmm. and have fun watching a movie. And I feel like not enough people can do that anymore. Tom, when you say they are getting upset, who are they? So I will say, I don't think it's me no, and Joe. No, no, hold on. I got this. Go, please so just give me the quick answer. I, I think need a long one. I think it's two people. It's one critics who are looking for more Whatever. and two your super fanatical comic book people. That's the one. It's the nerds, okay? <laughs> Let's be very clear here. Now, this is a thing about sports cards, so I get it. People are listening because they are also nerds. But you were bringing up, the biggest problem is that the nerds are complaining. They're not happy about the backstory and this, that, and the other thing. And, oh, this person would have never done that. They would have done it this way. The regular people who aren't $47 million into comic books deep are like, this is cool. This is fun. Ant-Man was okay. Like, all that other jazz. The nerds are the problem. They're the ones that are just like, oh, this can't be right. It needs to be historically accurate. And if it's not, I'm going to complain about it on the internet. And Reddit is going to be really, really mad at you. That's the problem. The problem is the nerds. Not they, not the regular people. It's the nerds. All of you people listening and watching are nerds. If you have a problem with it, if it's, I'm. Cut that promo. It's just what it is. Cut that promo, baby. It's the same thing that always happens when people complain about this thing in cards and this thing. It's it's all the same thing. It's the the fanaticals, like you'll call them. They are nerds. It's what it is. It's okay, but that's the problem. The loud group is the bunch of nerds who doesn't like, you know, the tailoring on Spider Man's suit. So it ruins the movie for them. Good. Get over it. Everybody else is still having a good time with it. If there is one culprit to it, it's that people are getting burned out on superhero movies altogether. That's the only potential problem because all we really get are superhero movies. So unless they're all like up to the same par, which not every movie is going to be up to par, people are going to complain about that a little bit. But like the details and all the ruining it for people, that's on the nerds and they just kind of ruin it for everybody. My guy is piping hot right now about this. He actually, he's not part of the nerd community. I have zero clue about comic books. I'm not going to complain about which Peter Parker does which thing. I don't care about that. I just want to have something that's fun. I'm cool with that. But the people that complain, the ones that you're referring to, the they. Four-letter word? That's on them. Nerds. (laughs) Maybe dorks. I'm not sure. No, five-letter word. (laughs) That was really stupid. Yeah, that's I, why I'm not a nerd, I guess. I actually said a second word, hoping people would have nor- ignored that you could yeah. count letters. Yeah, golly. N-R-D-S. Golly. <laughs> Three letters. Six. Can I buy a vowel? No. Oh, I, I love how hot you got right there. Because that's just, that's just what everything happened. That's where the worst stuff is. Like when any the nerds don't, take things that are great for people and ruin them by, not, by, by the way I like every minute detail. I'd like to say that he doesn't just call like comic book people nerds. He calls card sports card nerds. Yeah, everybody's a nerd. Video game people are nerds. It doesn't matter. Video games, we're nerds. It's fine. Nerds. I'm a wrestling. Comic nerd. book nerds ruin it. Well, wrestling's awesome. You stop. <laughs> That's why I said I'm a wrestling nerd. It's I said I'm nerd. a wrestling nerd. I'm a nerd. Oh, I'm a mark. Sorry. Get it right. I'm a mark. Yeah. My apologies. <laughs> So stop it, nerds. I do feel like, it for everyone. I do feel like there is a bit of uh, people who are purists and love like things lining up like Joe says, like timelines and, and names and how everything works. And if you're going to a superhero movie, you just need to throw that out the goddamn window. Like you are like you say, you're going to unplug and <laughs> write that one down. I don't think you can say those. That, that I don't anymore. care about that. Which one? GD? Yeah, I don't think you can say that. No. Anymore. I, I, I swear to God, I don't think you can say that. No, we're good here. Well, then we'll bleep it out, I guess. Tyler, please bleep that out. I'm not out. writing that one down. I don't F think it's that big of a no, deal. That's actually worse than the F word. What? Go, go, go to FCC. I I'd like to have this talk now. I'd, lo- I'd love to have the FCC come here and explain this to me, but I'm not doing it right now because we're, hi- we're fired up about nerds. We're fired <laughs> up right now about four-letter words. <laughs> four-letter words. <laughs>
I can't believe you did that wrong. That's amazing. I know. Me maybe, neither. Maybe we, gonna, right. maybe, so, we, maybe we do have to start at the later time. I think this earlier time frame has messed everybody up. No, I think <laughs> the, the, the earlier time frame is great. We got we got the vinegar pumping. We were, our engines are revved up. Look, like, I mean, all right, I'll take another thing that nerds have ruined. Let's go with Walking Dead. All right. Walking Dead was a long running comic series that was great. And when they started out, it was fantastic for the longest time. And then they kind of like veered away, you know, in different ways from where the comic book material went. And then people started complaining, well, it's not true because it's because this didn't happen and this person didn't die here and this person didn't last as long. So it's ruining it for me. Good. Go away. Still had five good seasons of it until it got weird. Game of Thrones. Same thing. Another nerd thing. Game of Thrones. The books. I read all the books. The movies, or the movies, the cut take two, action. The show strays from that almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Things change all the time. Oh, well, it's it's a little different, so I, I don't think I'm going to like it. But it ended up being better, except for the end that got all weird. But that's on that's on George R.R. R. Martin. We all know it, so that's fine. The people who are nerds love to complain unless things are perfect. And like I said, it doesn't. it's okay if things stray a little bit. That makes it a little bit different. That way you don't know exactly what's going to happen all the time. Just like... You can still have, you know, your great story versus fun. You can have both. And if it's a little different than what you expect, enjoy it. Deadpool. Don't complain about it. Deadpool exactly. is one of them. So anyway, Tom, as the nerd here, um, how do you feel about all this? <laughs> no comment. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. You're more into it. Like, you're a Star Wars nerd guy. You're a whole bunch of things like that in that aspect that you enjoy. And I say nerd lovingly. It's just fun to say it like this way. Are you mad at the superhero movies? No, because for me... I try not to go and go into it with any pre-existing um, ideas. I'll take that back because you're not comic book nerd guy. You're movie nerd guy, so that's a different thing. So like you don't care about the source material. You're right. That's different. I, that was my mistake. I'm off on that because you yeah. just like movies and enjoying the whole experience and making sure you get your popcorn. He's moving yeah. too much butter. Absolutely. Trust me. You see the amount of butter. He's, he's goes a fanfare. Yeah, but it, to me, to me, guy. you know, even but but even like the Star Wars, like if you look at the most recent trilogy, people are like. Well, this person's got to be this and this person. And so people had all these um, ideas and these theories about who people were, even though they didn't really know. Right. There wasn't a lot of source material for some of this. And then when it turned out not to be what they theorized, they were like, well, it's trash now. I hate that. That's what it, that's and, what and, and so That's what it is, is that because you didn't think that someone could have this turn because you envision it that way, that someone else can't envision it somewhere else and do it a different way. Um, so that's what gets me is. I just go in with open mind and I don't always agree with everything that people decide in movies, but sure. it doesn't make it a bad movie because it Correct. didn't go with the way I Correct. think it mm-hmm. And that's just it. And then that's the worst part is that the people that get, now it's not all nerds to be clear. I realize that I'm generalizing nerd I'm here, but the ones that get really, really upset about stuff, then they ruin it for everyone else where they proceed to be like, well, you like this. Well, then I don't like you and your opinion's wrong. No, my opinion isn't wrong. It's an opinion. You can say what he just said. The movie is a little bit different than you thought it would be. Cool. It's still a good movie. You're still allowed to enjoy yourself. And when people just take their opinions too far and act like just jerks about it, it just ruins it for literally everyone. And unfortunately, those people are the loudest ones. And that kind of like kills everything. The only thing nerds did right was fix Sonic's eyes in that movie because those were gross. (laughs) (laughs) I will say if I'm going to a show and I know everything about it and how it's going to play out, I probably am not going to go to that movie. Uh, see, I know what you're saying there, but I still think I'd go anyway just to see how they did it. Because yeah, it, it's I one thing, like, when I read a book and you visualize it in your head, right. then you get to see them bring the source material to life and just see, like, the difference between what you imagined and what they actually, like, show mm-hmm. is actually really cool, I think, to me. Yeah, so I'll, I'll take Jurassic Park's going way back in the day. All right. Saw the first Jurassic Park. Uh, absolutely loved it. 
decided I'm going to read the book. So I read the Jurassic Park book. You know, a lot of things that were similar in the book, but there were so many things that weren't touched upon. So then there was a second book before the second movie. Well, I'm going to read this. And I read that book beforehand, and I went to the movie, and it was absolutely an utter train wreck compared to what the book was. And at first, I was really, really mad about it. And I'm still a little bit mad about it. Can't but, even tell. But <laughs> yeah, it but it, but they didn't really use the book. They really used the book at all for the second movie. They just kind of did their own thing, which is which is fine. Let them let them do their own thing. But it was one of those things where I had kind of these pre existing ideas going into it, and it kind of rooted for me. So ever since then, I've kind of been, you know, I'm not going to do that. And then they made Jurassic Park three, which was basically a lot similar to the the second book, which was kind of weird. But mm. well, maybe that was the way of quote unquote fixing it. The classic redo. I think we're done here, right? We don't need to talk about movies anymore. I'm calming down, so I don't really want to keep Yeah, I don't know. But we're actually, we're getting close to At one point. Well, people make me mad when they do dumb things. I can't help it. Kettle hot. No, I'm just warm. Anyway, final thoughts, boys. It's coming to the end. We get, like, we got about, we're in an hour, so we got to get out of here now. Um, Patrick, I'm going to give you the, give the floor like I always do. You can give me your final thought and we can get out of here. I'd like to take a minute um, to have a moment of silence for one of my, uh, favorite places uh, one of my favorite things in the world and that is east bay has finally closed oh. their doors uh, are you after, kidding me <laughs> yeah 43 years of service they, i didn't take what my final thought was gonna be because i thought you were gonna talk about something else and now i'm not gonna talk yeah about no it. Uh, uh east bay was uh, started back in 1980 and as ever if you were at, uh, into sports and into sneakers or clothes or anything like that if you wanted baseball gloves bats anything you went to east bay you waited for the magazine to come out you scoured that thing front to back multiple times, running up to your parents, showing them what you want, circling what you want, and just showing all your friends how cool the new East Bay magazine is. Um, East Bay has closed their doors, I think, t- uh, two days ago. They finally closed their doors. Their magazine stopped in 2010, but I just wanted to give a shout out for all their service for 43 years of providing uh, sports fans and athletes great um products to buy i mean i bought some of my favorite baseball gloves off of east bay and some basketball shoes off east bay so just want to give them uh some love and letting them know that uh everybody is still going to think about them in the future sweet thanks my my final thought is going to be your final thought but i'm going last you go um so i have fantasy baseball is Oh, thank God, because that was what I was going to say. So I'm glad that you gave me one. (laughs) So I just want to talk about baseball in general. Baseball, you know, has kind of been a a dying sport, and they're trying to speed up the games that we've talked about before. But baseball has probably never been in a better spot as as far as players right now. You have Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez, Vlad Jr., Fernando Tatis, stay off the roids, Wander Franco. These guys are all 25 and under. Acuna, right? How old is Acuna? 26, I believe now. Still Arizona. You have, yeah, or Rosarina. You have all these guys, all these really talented, fun guys. And that's not even talking about top prospects and top young guys like Bobby Witt or Michael Harris or O'Neill Cruz or Ella De La Cruz, uh, Anthony Volpe, Marcelo Mayer. I can go Spencer on. Spencer Torkelton. Hopefully, pans out this year. But there's so many young, good players uh, coming up through the pipeline and in baseball in general. Hopefully, these new uh, rules will help kind of get some life back into it because. I still love nothing more than going to a baseball game on a nice summer day, mm. um, having a couple beers and watching a game with friends and family. So hopefully some of this youth will help bring baseball back up. You know, it's also kind of struggled in the hobby, I think, because of the same issues. So 
it'd be great to see some of these young guys really step up, have great years, and, and push baseball forward. Um, so that's that's it. Go baseball. Um, that's it. Okay, so my final thought, I'm floored. I thought this was going to be your final thought, and when you opened your East Bay funeral the way that <laughs> the way that you did, I thought this is where you're going, but... I'll take a moment of silence for the passing of Nick's legend, Willis Reed, who passed away. Oh, yes. Yeah, you. Yes. Like that when he came back in game seven in 1970, that was it's still like one of the most iconic, like iconic moments ever coming back hurt. Love Willis. Dude won two championships for you. Apparently yeah. doesn't register on your radar anymore. I, saw, big I, read it, I read it. I gave my piece to it. Uh, East Bay was a bigger thing to me than Willis Reed. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, Willis Reed was in the 70s. So I, I, that's fine. East Bay gave you. me more to look forward to. How many times has Willis Reed come up for you in, say, like a month or so? Does that come up to you at all? Like, What do you mean? So I will tell you that anytime that I'm playing any sport and someone gets, like, rolls an ankle Yeah, that's the move, the Willis Reed. Oh, it's Willis Reed, and you can, yeah. he, like, he will forever be, like, Coming back from an injury guy. Mm-hmm. Like, that guy, like, someone got Way slashed. Than Paul Pierce. Oh, well, see, I was about to yeah. say, just kind of like a Paul Pierce thing. Yeah, it was a Willis Reed thing first. Uh, he was really under, he was still underrated in that era. He was a great player. Mm-hmm. And uh, he passed away. He was on, I think he's on the NBA 50th and 75th anniversary teams. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, any Nick fan would have to be shooting him out on a podcast. But, <laughs> but here we are. So. East Bay. <laughs> East Bay forever. You meant more to me than Willis Reed did. Just remember thanks, that. Thanks for the socks. All right. <laughs> and my baseball gloves. So, you know, not to laugh about a side, man passed away. It's, yeah. it's, it's sad, but he was awesome. Like you said, one of the most iconic moments ever. Pulling a Willis Reed. We've all said it in our beer league stuff before. So shout out to him and uh, rest in peace, Willis. Uh, but I think that's it. Yeah, so, we're at an hour. Oh, yeah. Hold one, on. one last. Uh, you know what final means? Break. Break. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Tom's final, final thought. Yes. The PPS. Let's go. Um, I, know. I love a good PPS. Yeah. <laughs> Next week when I am in my Los Angeles West Coast uh, trip, we're going to have the infamous – Yes, we've listened. We've listened to uh, what everybody's had to say, and they said you're the worst one on the podcast, so we have to replace you. So Tom so, will not be on the show next week. Top hat oh. Jeff will be. Uh, yeah, he just found out head. about that. Um, he's so, complained about it enough. He's so so be, be nice to him. him. Not be mean to him. No, no, you have because he, he's going to come in hot. So he, I don't care. He's, he's coming. Me bitching about nerds hot. You say that, but he's sensitive. So just let's <laughs> let's not get too hard because I we need do might eh, we might need him to come back at some point. So just be easy on him. I will, I will I will take that into consideration. <laughs> I will not. Well, thank you for everybody for listening. As always, we appreciate all of the support. Remember, you can email us at podcast at hitparadecollection.com. You can follow us on the socials at hitparadecollection. Do it. Say stuff. Rip into us for getting names wrong and saying dumb things or picking Utah State. Or, A-OK by me. Or me saying that nerds is only four letters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, man, I'm really trying to help you I'm out. I'm really here. hoping. But uh, thanks, everybody. We really appreciate you. We'll catch you next week. Bye.